Hey, so this week's parsha is Parshas Bishalach, otherwise known as Shabbos Shira, because this this week we have the great Shira, the great song of the Az Yashir, one of the songs of the Torah, um, perhaps the most famous of the songs of the Torah. The, and we know in Tanakh there are nine songs. It says there's nine Shiras, and the tenth will be when Mashiach will come. But definitely the most famous is the Shira of this parsha. In fact, we say it in davening every day, the Az Yashir, and it's really also the completion of Yitzias Mitzrayim. Even though the Jewish people really left Egypt last week's parsha, Parshas Boi, but that was very incomplete because the Mitzrayim were still very much alive and were chasing after them. And it was in this parsha when all the Mitzrayim are destroyed and Claudius is finally free from their bondage totally. So it's definitely a good Shabbos of Gula and a Shabbos of the destruction of the enemies of Claudius Yisrael. Kenti Elanum. Okay, so we have the, in the beginning of the parsha, it says that the Jewish people, right in the second passage of the parsha, says they leave Mitzrayim. And really, they had a direct path to go to Israel. But they don't, Hashem takes them out of that direct path. As the Pasuk says, and I'm reading, that Hashem took the Jewish people in a, um, in a longer way, um, a roundabout way, through the Midbar, through the uh, desert, uh, going towards the Yamsuf, the Red Sea. And the Jewish people left Mitzrayim. Um, this, this first part of Hamushim is uh, armed, but they're armed. Okay. Then it says, that Moshe took the remains of Yosef with him. Because many, many years earlier, before Yosef passed away, he made the Jewish people take an oath, saying, Lamer saying, Hashem will remember you, he'll redeem you. And you should carry my remains, or my bones literally, with you. So although that was many years earlier, probably at least 100 years earlier, or around that, around 100 years earlier or more, um, and yet, no, definitely more than 100 years. Um, so, but, but before he passes away, Yosef makes this uh, covenant with them, this promise, you'll, there'll come a time of redemption, and I want you to take my remains with you to Israel. So that's what the Pasuk says here. That the Jewish people leave, uh, Hashem takes them through the Yamsuf, and Moshe is carrying the remains of Yosef. And the question is, why is this Pasuk right here? Why, you know, it says the Jewish people are leaving Egypt, and they're going through the Yamsuf, and, oh, and Moshe is carrying Yosef's remains. Why is this the place where that's important to be told to us right here in the beginning of the Parsha? So we have a couple of interesting interpretations from the Klei Yoker. The Klei Yoker is one of the beautiful commentaries on Chumash. And I'll read a little bit some Klei Yoker. He gives here two thoughts. First, that Moshe takes the remains of Yosef. Says the Klei Yoker that this comes right after the Pasuk about the Jewish people leaving armed. Why is that? You know, let me, I'll give, it a, I'll give you over the idea in English and I'll read it inside. He says, when the Jewish people went to battle, what was our strongest thing going to battle, going into battle? Typically, um, in the Chumash, we would go with the Arum. Plus it says, the, the Arum, the, uh, the Ark. Now, it says that there was actually, as the Jewish people traveled through the desert, there was two, two Aronos, two boxes that was traveling with them, the Gemara says. What are the two boxes? One is the Arum, which has the Luchos, which has the Torah. And one was the remains of Yosef. And it's a fascinating Gemara where the Gemara says people would see the Jewish people carrying two boxes. And they say, one is the, the Torah, one is the remains of this person. Why, how did they go together? And as the Gemara says, no, this one fulfilled whatever it says in this one. 
that Yosef was a true tzaddik, and he fulfilled all the mitzvahs of the Torah, and therefore his casket or his box had significance like the Ur. Yes? It looks like Ruch was being given after Matan Torah. Right. But on this part, we also in the, the, the Aaron has to take the jar and put it in, 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 into, into the Aaron. Aaron has, has to take, take the mold. Okay. So they, I, so they didn't I get was, the Torah yet. Right. Yeah, so I was mixed up when I was reading. Why is that? Interesting question. Yeah. Let me look into yeah. that. Get back. In Hummers, I'm sure that it's saying that when when mom came into into the existence, so Moshe is commanding one of probably Aaron take a jar of, and put into the uh, into the Aaron. Right. Okay. Well, actually, well, let me go look at that. But the the Kliyagra says that at this point they didn't yet have the Aaron of the Torah. Right. They only had the Aaron of Yosef. So the Kleoker says, that's how it comes in over here. Because it says the Jewish people have left armed. What's the Koach? What's our armaments? What's the Koach of a Jew? Is the Torah. But we didn't have the Aron yet. But we had the Aron of Yosef. That's why that's mentioned right here, says the Kleoker. Let's read it inside. He says, um, It's brought in the Yalkut. Yalkut Shimoni in this parsha. That there was two boxes that were traveling with the Jewish people in the desert. Aron Hashchina, Varon Eshel Yosef. There was a box of the Shechina, that means the, the Yeluchos, the, the Torah, and the Aron, the casket of Yosef. Vahoyo, Um Yisrael, the nations of the world were asking, Mativo Shel Aron Eshel Meis Im Aron Cheho Elamim. Why would you carry the casket of a dead person together with the box that's the, that's the uh, resting place for Hashem? Veshivu Lehem, and they answered, Ki Im Zem HaShekosul Bazet. That one fulfilled what is written in the other. Yosef Kim Yosef was uh, stands as a testament, someone who fulfilled all of the Asaras Hadibris, all the Ten Commandments. So says the It says that the Jewish people walked out arms. What's the arms of the Jewish people? What was the strength of the Jewish people? Aaron Hakodesh is the holy Aaron. that would go with them to battle. So I understand after Matan Torah, so they had the Aaron. Before Matan Torah, how were they truly armed if they didn't have the Torah? They did not have yet Aaron Hakodesh. Okay, number. That's why it says that Moshe took the remains of Yosef. The Aron of Yosef, Yosef's casket, had that Kedusha. It was like someone who fulfilled all of the Aseris <coughs> Excuse me. So that's the Kleyakar's first interpretation of why after we say the Jewish people are armed, do we talk about the casket of Yosef? Because this casket of Yosef at this point served for them like the Aron that would be with them after the Torah was given. That's interpretation number one. Okay. Dover Acher. An additional interpretation says the Kleyakar. Lefi Shera Moshe Shashem Yisborech Hisivam Derecham Midbar Yamsuf. Moshe Rabbeinu sees, as the Pasuk says, that Hashem has taken them through the Midbar to the Yamsuf, to the Red Sea. Chashav Moshe. Moshe was thinking, Sheim Ula Yaakiv Alehem Ayam. What is this sea won't split? Moshe Rabbeinu was thinking ahead, right? The seas, they're, they're going to the, the Red Sea. Sea of Reeds. Sea of Reeds. Sea of Reeds. Is that called the Red Sea? Okay, so they're going to the Sea of Reeds, the Yamsu. Thank you for the correction. 
And Yosef is, cons- is concerned. Who says it's going to split for them? There's a, a Medrash that says that the Yamsuf split in the Zchus of the Aron of Yosef. Says the Klayakar, well, now we, now we know the, the, the Pasuk here. It says that Hashem was taking him through the Yamsuf. So right away has to say that Moshe took with him the vehicle, the Koach, in order that the Yamsuf should be split. And that's what he says. That Moshe was thinking, Ula Ya'akiv Mayam, that maybe the Yam, maybe the sea won't split before them. Az Yikra Lahem Beschus Yosef. So then it will be, the sea will be split in the Beschus of Yosef. Shalom, du Chazal, like our message, the Blessed Mary learned, it's in the Medrash, Sheikhar Toiv. Min Pasuk Hayom Ra'avayonis. We say in, we say in the Hala, in Talim, that the, the sea saw and it ran. What did it see? Marav, the Medrash says, what did the sea see that, make it, that made it run away, made it split? Asmoisav shall Yosef. The sea saw the casket of Yosef, the remains of Yosef. What was it about Yosef that makes the sea run? Shenemar boy, vayonos vayetse hachutza. Yosef, when Yosef was trying, when he had the sin, the um, Potiphar's wife, who's trying to get Yosef to sin, what does the Pasuk say? That Yosef ran away, he ran outside. So the sea saw that Yosef ran, so now the sea runs away in front of Yosef's children, descendants. The time is shall dover be The reason for this, the Kleoker says, I explained to you earlier already in Parshas Vayeshev why it was Yosef's um, Yosef's staying uh, clean from sin that caused later Kriyas Yamsa for the children. But be that as it may. The fact is that Yosef's casket is the one that caused Kriyas Yamsuf, says the Kleyachar. That's an additional pshat of how this Pasuk fits in right over here into the continuation. Because the first Pasuk said that Hashem takes the Jewish people through the Yamsuf. So right away it says, Moshe Rabbeinu brings the casket of Yosef because the casket of Yosef is the one that's going to cause Kriyas Yamsuf. That's the second pshat of the Kleyachar. So what are the two, well, let's the summarize, what are the two explanations of the Kleyachar? Why over here are we talking about Moshe Rabbeinu carrying the remains of Yosef? So explanation number one was because Yosef's casket was like an orin, it was like the orin kodesh, and therefore being that it says the Jewish people were going out armed, so their arms is their kedusha. That was Yosef's casket, and the second period, the second explanation of the kleyaker is that being that they're going towards the Yamsuf, and it's going to be the casket of Yosef that's going to cause the splitting of the sea. So therefore, that's why the pasuk right away says that concept. That's, these are the two pirushim of the Kleyakar. Now, the Kleyakar referenced something that he wrote way back earlier in Pasha's Vayeshev, and I have that here in the next two paragraphs, and I want to go through it quickly, which is, what is the connection? Why is it that because Yosef was able to overcome his desire and was able to stand strong and not sin with Potiphar's wife, why was the payment for that Kriyas Yamsuf? What's the connection? Because of this mitzvah gets Kriya Samsuf, we know when it comes to uh, punishments and payments of Hashem, it's always Mida Keneg and Mida. There's a relationship. It's not Stam. So, why is it that Moshe Rabbein, who's not sinning with Potiphar's wife, results in Kriya Samsuf? So, there's a, again a beautiful Klayakar in Pasha's Beratius. That's the next two paragraphs in parenthesis, where he gives two approaches. Um, one approach, and I, I'm not going to read it all inside, I'll tell you the basic concept. The first approach is, he says, is that the Gemara says, it's in Gemara Ksuvah, it's in Gemara a few places, that says that, you know, in the Torah there was four cardinal punishments, four, four uh, uh, what is it, corporal punishments, death, 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 uh, death sentences in the Torah. This is, Skila, Shreifa, Harrigan, Chanek. What is one who does adultery? 
which punishment is there for adultery, is chenek. Chenek with, with death by strangulation. The Gemara says that nowadays we obviously don't have the four punishments. We don't have a base in that meets out any types of punishments, any punishments at all. But Hashem takes care of business. If a person is deserving of a punishment, any type of punishment, Hashem takes care of that. What is the, if a person today is high, if a person today is, is really, um, should get the death penalty of strangulation, what's a way that that's done? Uh, the Gemara says drowning. Drowning is strangulation. That's what it is. So the Gemara says, and you have that here in the top line, Afal Arba Mises Bezdin Butlu, even though we don't have the four uh, deaths that Bezdin administers, but Din Arba Mises Bezdin Lay Butlu. Hashem takes care of it. Mishnas Chayiv Chenek, a person who has who has to would who would be culpable for the death sentence of strangulation, Oiteve Banar, so he he could um, drown in a river, or Mespeserunchi, or another a type of a breath related punishment, death. Now says the Kliyak, or a person who commits adultery, Shalom, so his death penalty is Chenek, right? And he says that's why in the time of the Mabel, that's why they all died by. By drowning, because there's a tremendous amount of immorality and adultery going on. So therefore he says, being that the, the penalty for adultery is, is strangulation or drowning, so the person who holds himself back from adultery saves himself and his descendants from drowning. And he says, that's the connection. Yosef HaTzadik, because he was faced with the terrible sin of adultery. And he was able to... He was able to contain that, and was able to overcome that, and able to not to sin. So therefore, the schar, the reward for that, was that he and his children and all of Klai Yisrael were ultimately saved from this type of a terrible death of, str- of strangulation. That's what he says. He was the one who was able to, to stand up to the test. He ran away. So that saved the Jewish people from the sea, from, from being drowned. And that's why it says that the sea saw and ran. He saw Yosef running away from the wife of his master. Therefore, he's worthy that the water should never, there should not be, not, not be any drowning whatsoever. Because of him, all those who were carrying his castle, all the Jewish people. The Nitbuha Mitzrim, Shufezima, the adulterous Mitzrim, they were the ones that were, that were drowned. That's the first explanation of the Klayakar. Why is it that Yosef's standing strong in that test results in Kriya Samson? That's one reason. And he gives another reason, the final um, the paragraph here, he says another thing, is that when Yosef ran out of the house, he says the concept of going out, that Yonas HaChutzah going outside, is he, made, he was more powerful than his nature. It says by Avram Avinu also that Avram Avinu said, I can't have any children. It says Hashem took him out. He took him out of his mazel. He took him out of his nature. Yosef, through his tremendous act of morality and doing what's right, was able to overcome his nature. And that resulted in Hashem taking the Jewish people out of the nature by Kriyas Yamsuf. And that's how he explains the connection. He says, Yosef went outside, outside of his nature, like when Avram was taken out of his nature. So in the same way Yosef goes out of his koyach, that nobody was had any uh, power over him, he was able to be the ruler, and therefore his descendants also were zeichet to the tremendous nace of Kiryas Yamsuf, where out of any realm of nature, they were saved from the Egyptians. Okay, be that as it may, 
we, to, to summarize, what we have over here is the Klayakar telling us two explanations of why the Pasig is telling us that Moshe Rabbeinu is carrying Yosef's casket. Again, explanation number one is because Yosef's casket is the power of the Jewish people. It's their, it's their arms, just like the Aron Kodesh. And number two, it was the schus of Yosef's casket that was able to bring about the tremendousness of Kriya Samson. Okay. But now we have another pshat. One more, uh, more uh, uh, pshat according to the teachings of Hasidus. And that's what we have after the dot over here, the second part of the page. It says that Moshe carries Atmos Yosef. What's the literal translation of Atmos Yosef? Yosef's bones. Now that's not a very... One would think what would be more respectful to way, a way to say it is Yosef remains. The, the, the body of Yosef, what is when you say you call him his bones, the bones of Yosef. So there's another pshat over here that Atzmi Yosef means Atzmius, his essence. What Yosef stood for, what Yosef's essence was. And that's why we call him the word Atzmos. We're not talking so much about the bones of Yosef, but they were carrying the schus of what Yosef stands for essentially. What does Yosef stand for? And of course, Yosef stands for so many things. But if you want to understand a very basic message of who Yosef was, we look at his name. Right? We have the quote we've mentioned here many times from the Gemara. Rameir Badik Bishma. Rameir will look at a person's name. And he says, if that's the person's name, that tells me about the essence of that person, of what that person stands for. So where does the name Yosef come from? What does the name Yosef mean? So Yosef is named... Way back in Parshas Vayetze. What does the Pasuk say? That Rachel gives birth to Yosef. Yosef is the first son born to Rachel Imenu. And Rachel says, Vatikra Shmo Yosef Lemor. She, Rachel names her son Yosef saying, Yosef Hashem Li Bain Achir. Hashem should add for me an additional son. Why is she asking for one additional son? Because we know that the, the Mois... The, the matriarchs were prophetesses. And she knew that there's going to be 12 sons. And 11 were already born. So she knew there's one more. So when she, when, when she has, when she gives birth to Yosef, she's davening for one thing, I want the 12th son. And that's what she said, I'm going to name him Yosef. Yosef means to add. Yosef Hashem Li Ben Acher, Hashem should add for me one more son. That's where the name comes from. But there's an interesting um, nuance here. That really in Hebrew she could have said Yosef Hashem Li Bain. She said, Hashem should add for me a son. Hmm. What's the name of Acher? Acher means another son. Well, obviously, if you're saying Yosef Hashem Li Bain, if she was saying Hashem should add for me a son, we would understand it means an additional son. Because Yosef means addition. So what is the initial word Acher? Yosef Hashem should add for me another son. Why couldn't you just say Hashem should add a son? Right? So there's a beautiful vert, and that is from the Tzemach Tzedek. The Tzemach Tzedek is the third Rebbe of Chabad, the grandson of the Alter Rebbe of Balatanya. And he says, he explains, Yosef Hashem li ben acher, that Yosef's power was that he would make a ben from an acher. Acher is someone negative, someone who seems far away, someone removed, someone who's distant. Right? When we talk about um, acher in Mishnah, so are we talking about Elisha ben Avuya, right? We're talking about a person who's negative is considered Acher. Yosef Hashem li ben Acher. Hashem should give the koach to my son Yosef to make a son from an Acher. Someone who seems distant, someone who seems removed, someone who doesn't seem connected, he should be able to help, help him find how he's a son of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. 
And that's what the word Akhir is coming to tell us. And this tells us about the power of Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik wasn't just a Tzadik who represented greatness and holiness and, 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 and um, internal morality, but he had that ability to turn someone around, make an Akhir into a son. It's according to that, we understand the Medrash says in Bereshis Rabbah on that part on that pasuk of Yosef Hashem li ben Acher. So Medrash says Acher goes on people Sha'asa Maisa Acherim kegoyin Yeravam v'chaverov. Who was Yeravam? Yeravam was the first of the, the first king of the ten tribes, and he was a terrible idolatrous person. Yeravam is like a symbol of idolatry and a symbol of a bad person. Pirkei Yeravam is one of the people that has no chelik in olam so according to the Medrash, when Rachel said, Ben Acher, she was referring to Yeravam, who is a descendant of hers. And the question is, what kind of a bracha is she asking for? I should have sons like Acher? I mean, she was going to have an Acher and her descendants, but what kind of a bracha is that? But according to the Samach Sadek, the Pshat is that Yosef has the ability that even the people who are so far removed, such an Acher like Yeravam, they make them into a bane as well. And that's the message, that's the secret of Yosef. Yosef is that kayak, that power, to turn someone around. But it didn't work on Yeravam. It didn't work on Yeravam during his lifetime. That's correct. But there's after his lifetime and there's a vote afterward. They just said he didn't have a chilek in Erlamaba. Right, right. So the, the Mishnah says Yeram doesn't have a chilek in Erlamaba. The way Yeravam is. But there are many Sfarim that say that ultimately every Neshama has to find its way back to Olam Abba. It's just through uh, different types of schusim or through different, or the, the Neshama goes through such powerful Gehenim until it loses its entity the way it was and it comes back as a new Messias. But there are Sfarim, especially Sfarim of Kabbalah, that explain that there can't be a Neshama that ultimately one form or another doesn't come back. Because it's a part of Hashem. The Pasuk says, Kilo yidach mimenu nidach. No part of Hashem will be lost to him. So even those that the Mishnah says that it means without, without a certain schos or before a certain schos or before something happens. In fact, the Rebbe, before he became Rebbe in the 1940s, wrote a lengthy piece on this on, to prove how every neshama, no matter what, ultimately has to come back to Olam Abba. Even those concerning whom the Mishnah says not. It was like something that was very important to him that he wrote about. Anyhow, so... If once we understand that this is the essence of Yosef, Yosef by his very name represents turning people around, even the Akhirs, even those who are so distant and so far removed. So now we'll understand, says the Rebbe, now we'll understand why right when the Jewish people are leaving Mitzrayim and they're heading to the, to the Yamsuf, does it say that Moshe took the essence of Yosef with him, the power of Yosef, the schus of Yosef, the schus of turning people around. Why is that? So we have her in the second to last paragraph. He says, Zen this is always important. And especially here, especially in these psukim, for three reasons. Number one, we're talking here about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. What happened by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? By Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is when Hashem called each and every one of us His children. Right? When, when Hashem sends Moshe to Paro, who says, He says, B'ni b'chori Yisrael, my child, my b'chor klal Yisrael. It was by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim that we became children. If that's when we became children, that's when primarily we have the mission to see to it that every Yid should be revealed within them how they are a child of Hashem, they're a ben yachid, they're a bachor to Hashem. So therefore, now that we're doing Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we have to bring Yosef, the power of Yosef, the essence of Yosef, the power of Yosef Hashem li ben Achim. Secondly, they're going through the desert. A desert represents a place that's desolate, desolate. A place where there's no 
um, vegetation, there's no fruit, there's no godliness. The desert, especially Kabbalistically, represents a place where there's a lot of unholiness. And there isn't revealed spirituality and revealed holiness. And that's why there's no water there. And that's why there's no growth there. And the whole Golos that we're in, the whole exile, is compared to a desert. It's a place that doesn't have Mayim Chaim, the fresh water of Torah. So when we're going through Golos, we're going through difficult places and difficult times, we have to especially use that power of Yosef, the power to be able to reveal within ourselves and with others and with Akhirs how they too are a Ben. Help every person find how they're a Ben Takadish Baruch and finally, number three. The Pasuk just said that the Jewish people left Chamushim from Eretz Mitzrayim. What's the translation of Chamushim? So I said, armed. That's Pasha B'Shat. But Rashi says another shot, which is only one-fifth left Egypt. Four-fifths died there. That's a terrible tragedy. So when we leave Mitzrayim, we have to now adopt the Avodah of Yosef to make sure that even all those that are far shouldn't, should be brought back into the fold, should turn around. In other words, right after the Pasuk says, that the first time around, by the first uh, redemption, only uh, 20% of the Jewish people were redeemed because 80% were, fell out of the fold. So now it becomes the job of being like Yosef's children, of helping every Yid reveal how they too are a Ben. They, they too are a child of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that's why it's important to say here that Moshe bought, brought the bones or the essence of Yosef with them. So to, to summarize, we have here three ideas. We have our, in other words, I'm sorry. First we have the two ideas of the clay yakar, which he said, why the Pasuk talks about bringing Yosef's casket. Now we have the idea of Hasidus, the why we're talking about bringing Yosef's casket, because Yosef's casket represents the essence of Yosef, the power of turning someone around, the, pro, the power of showing everyone, even those who are distant, how they're children of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's, that's especially important as we're leaving Egypt, that's especially important as we're going to the desert, that's especially important as we lost 80% of the Jewish people to adapt this way, the specialty of Yosef. So we have two minutes. I want to conclude that we have something very interesting. When we talk about tzaddikim, we talk about great tzaddikim many times, um, what are the um, greatest, uh, the greatness, when we talk about the greatness of a tzaddik, what are we going to focus on? What's the greatness of a tzaddik? So really, sometimes we'll focus on their Torah study and mitzvahs that they do to perfection. That's, and that's true. Sometimes we'll focus on the tzaddik's um, holiness and, and miracles, miracles and brachas that they can give, and miracles that should be uh, that will be uh, that uh, that surround the tzaddik, and that's true as well. Or we could focus on the tzaddik's devotion and dedication to Klal Yisrael. These are three, three true points. When we talk about the great tzaddik and the great leaders of the Jewish people, you can talk about their Torah study and mitzvahs. You can talk about their the miracles and their holiness. You can talk about their devotion to Klal Yisrael. And really that's the three interpretations we gave here. Each one is focusing on a different greatness of Yosef at Tzaddik. The first one that we said from the Klayakar was that he was like the embodiment of Torah. He was like the Aaron of the uh, Aaron HaKodesh. So that's like talking about the greatness of Yosef at Tzaddik as being the embodiment of Torah. That was number one. The second one was that Yosef at Tzaddik is the one who because of him the sea split. That's like the brachas that a Tzaddik brings and the nisim that a Tzaddik does. The final explanation was what the tzaddik represents is his devotion to Klal Yisrael, to see to it, to reach out to every yid, and to help that it, that akhir should turn into a band, that even someone who feels distant should be close. And ultimately, that's the highest point. The ultimate point of a Jewish leader is even greater than his own holiness, and even greater than his own Torah mitzvahs, is the fact that he devotes himself and helps every yid recognize that even if they feel far, even if they are far in a certain way, that essentially they're a band, a, a child to Hashem, close to Hashem, 
and can reveal and helps reveal that within that person as well. And these are the schusim of Yosef Atzadik, who is featured right at the beginning of this week's parsha as being taken out of Mitzrayim with Klal Yisrael.